Hi, and welcome to the latest episode of the Good Works Podcast. Today, Sarah and I are going to talk all about spring cleaning. And as always, please stick with us until the end when we'll tell you what we're looking forward to. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Randy. How's it going? It's going well. Okay, so now we're fully a year into our blanket fort recording. (laughs) Um, But great news. This is the last episode of the Good Works podcast that we will be recording from a distance. Yeehaw! I know! (laughs) So excited. I have received both doses of the vaccine. You have received the first dose, and our podcast producer has received the one dose Johnson & Johnson. So one month from now, we will all be fully vaccinated and outside of the waiting window um, to be safe to be together in an indoor confined space with vaccinated people. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of worried about how I'm going to be able to, how we're all going to act, you know, being together because we haven't been together in so long. And I know, is it going to work? I don't know. (laughs) I think we're going to be really, really excited and probably a little silly. So I think we have a month now to think about what the topic will be to be appropriate to the energy we're going to bring to that room. Um, What what can we talk about? The importance of hugging. Yes. Okay. A hug cast. Um, (laughs) But we still have, you know, this is it. We're doing one more virtual sort of distance recording. Um, And we're going to go ahead and tackle a a topic um, before we get to that, you know, new frontier of being together again. So this week, something great happened, and that is that it's officially spring. Um, Now, there's still some pretty cold nights. Um, You know, spring in New York State has its own vibe. Um, It's it's got a lot of winter in it. And then it very quickly turns to a lot of summer. It's a weird little season. Um, But we celebrate it anyway because we love the changes and we see the difference in the light and then in the shadows. And I personally adore when the little teeny green buds hit all of the trees. Um, Mm -hmm. What's your favorite signifier of spring out there? Uh, so what are those, those little, they're like little purple flowers that um, tend to pop up or little baby yellow ones, not daffodils, but you know, it's before all of that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I am very bad at naming plants. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever those are, like I get really excited when I start to see them. <laughs> well, that's great. And you know what? I'm going to take the little homework. I want to learn what they're called. So okay. uh I'll try to learn that because now I'm curious. Both Um, of us probably would fail botany or whatever. I would fail botany so hard it would be comical. (laughs) Um, Yeah. The only things I know about are either like super duper native species to Florida because I grew up in Florida and you learn that Mm. in school. Or I took as my lab science the flora and fauna of Australia. So I can spot. Super helpful. Exactly. I can spot a casuarina (laughs) from, you know a hundred yards away. Um, and in the rare occasion I see one, they're not common in the Northern of the United States, but they are pretty common in the South. And I'm very excited when I can point to them. But anyway, I digress. Today we're, we're really going to chat for a couple minutes here about spring cleaning. Um, because, you know, 
it's such a big part of the spring experience. And usually that means looking at your closets and the trunk of your car or whatever has really accumulated nonsense throughout winter when it was just too cold to deal with it. Um, But today I thought when we're talking about spring cleaning, it's also a time of renewal. And that can mean a spruce up of things beyond the space under your bed. Um, So as you're looking at spring and the idea of a spring cleaning or spruce up, what is something in your professional life, Sarah, that you want to give that little extra attention to uh, in so the it's, coming it's, weeks? It's so funny that you use the word renewal because as I was, you know, thinking on my walk this morning about, you know, this conversation and then just jotting down some notes, renewal was exactly what I wrote. Um, in my bujo, um, you know, <laughs> sense of renewal and rebirth. And um, so spring to me also, it's, it's sort of like that weird transition season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that, that kind of feels like what fall is to me, like leading into winter, you're, we're transitioning, you know, out of something and then into something, you know, well, for me, I love winter. So into something yeah, really same. cool and, and same with summer, you know, I get super excited about summer too. So um, so professionally, as I was thinking, um, one thing that I want to do and one thing that I've learned over this experience of COVID and being in a global pandemic that um, is that blocking out time on my calendar and in, in each and every day to focus on, you know, a big project at work, you know, where you don't, where you sort of shut out all the all the sound, the, you know, all the the external noise and stuff. Um, But then also blocking out time during the day to be creative, to work on something, you know, that feeds my heart and my soul. Um, So I'm going to really this spring focus on blocking out chunks of time throughout the day to do that, um, you know, during the workday and not just leaving it for the end of the day. I um, love that. When I'm home. Yep. I love that. And something I love about your approach to grant making is the creativity you bring to it. Um, I, I often find myself saying that Sarah is an artist. <laughs> You're a grant making <laughs> artist. And not that there isn't a science to it. There certainly is data to consider and processes and, you know, equity. But all of that is part of the art of grant making. We don't plug all of this into a computer and let it spit out an answer. Instead, it's you're building relationships and an understanding and a holistic view of the community. And that's really creative work. So by blocking off the time. Yeah. Yeah, I agree a thousand percent. And um, another sort of gift of COVID, I think for all of us at the foundation, was allowing or giving us the gift of time so mm-hmm. that we could dig into some really, really deep topics um, of, you know, racism and in philanthropy and racism and um, making sure that our scholarship process is equitable, you know, across all, you know, facets. Um, and yeah. some of their grant making just allows us to think deeper, be more creative. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Oh, I love it. Oh, I'm just yeah. very excited to see what comes of that. <laughs> Thanks. What are you – I don't, you always have great ideas. <laughs> well, <laughs> we 
when I so. thought about this in my Bujo, which for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, those are our bullet journals. We shortened that to Bujo. Um, I thought the spruce up that I'm bringing to my professional world is a real, <laughs> a real look at my attention span. Mm. Boy, has it been impacted by quarantine life. I used to really be able to focus on something for a long time and I could give it a lot of thought. And I mean, in fact, it was something about myself I was proud of that I could turn off everything, turn off all the noise and really focus on something for as long as it took to figure it out. And that could be a thorny community issue that could be trying to figure out the best program to tap for a particular, you know, great idea, you name it. Um, I never considered myself someone who struggled with attention. (laughs) You now all of a sudden have attention deficit disorder. (laughs) I certainly have a version, you know, a self-diagnosed, very, you know, non-scientific version of that. I find myself, my brain bouncing from thing to thing. And I think part of that is anxiety, you know, and Mm -hmm. the fact that we're all living in such a weird experience. But I don't want it to become a habit. I want to regain that ability to pay attention for a long time to any, you know, given topic. So I'm going to give it some intentional thought. And actually, I have a feeling if I look into it, there are probably things you can do to train yourself to pay attention again. Um, Mm -hmm. I know, for instance, you know, I'm guilty of being on a Zoom that's important to me and also have an eye on my email. Well, I would never in a million years do that if I was in a meeting in person. I wouldn't be checking my email sitting at a conference table. I would have all of my attention on the topic at hand. So I want to start bringing that discipline into the end of this virtual world, right? As we transition, I know a few months from now, in some sort of way, we'll be meeting even in hybrids where some people are in the room and some people are virtual. And I want to be prepared for that. So I'm going to try to start being better about not multitasking, um, I actually don't think I'm a particularly good multitasker. I think everything mm. suffers when I try to do too much at once. And mm. I, um, by having kind of working from home and zooming from the car and you name it, um, <laughs> boy, this has been a year where I have dabbled in multitasking and realized that it is not for me, but I think I've made some bad habits. So um, that's my goal as I look at a potential or sorry, a professional spruce up, I'm going to focus on getting my attention span back where it needs to be. I love that. And I, yeah, I think, I think we're all probably struggling with a little bit of that, you know, because not only are we getting information thrown at us still all the time, um, but we're, we're trying to tackle just so much in our life and our work and balance and things are, things are just still a little bit wacky. So. Yeah, the, like, everything's really blurry, and I'd like to bring it back into focus. So yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna work on that. Um, so Sarah, what about on the personal side? As you think about some spring cleaning, uh, you know, outside of work, what what's gonna get your attention? Oh, geez, um, so much needs my attention. <laughs> um, but I was so I was thinking about. Um, you know, things that cause like negative energy around me and, and, and trying to get rid of all of that so I can really focus on the things that bring me joy and, um, 
and are just really positive in my life. Um, so mm-hmm. one of those things for me is a closet full of clothes that no longer fit. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think they will, will ever fit again. And yep. that's okay. I just, you know, they just looking at the closet makes me feel bad. Um, so, <laughs> so then <laughs> that I would is one say, thing. that is right. And you have some really beautiful professional attire that I yeah. bet would be very welcome at any of the regional domestic violence shelters for women oh, for who sure. are re-entering yep. the workforce yep. or would be really, you know, welcome by perhaps students that are starting to enter the workforce for the first time. Just there are lots of yeah. people that could benefit and then oh, yeah. you wouldn't be feeling bad looking and they would feel great at the the donation. Yeah. Yeah. I was there. So there's um in Elmira, there's uh, the lovely, yeah, lovely shop too, which is run by the YWC of Elmira and the Twin Tiers. Um, and they quite often will take donations of, you know, professional clothing, um, to either provide free or to sell at a very um, discounted um, cost for folks, you know, returning to the workforce. So, yeah, so that will it will bring me joy times two. Yes. I don't think you're alone in looking at the closet with uh, a, a new fresh fresh eyes Yeah, and what's realistic moving forward. Personally, I don't think I'm going to leave the house in anything but knit again. <laughs> Again, that's an awesome idea. Yeah. So, you know, be prepared when we have galas, when they're back, I'm going to be looking for some knit formal wear. (laughs) And comfortable shoes. And comfortable shoes. (laughs) I put on a pair of penny loafers that I, and you know that I adore my penny loafers. You love penny loafers and they're adorable on you. Yeah. I love them. And I, I would wear them like crazy. I put them on over the weekend for the first time in over a year. And I'm like, what are these things on my feet? And where are my sneakers? <laughs> it's crazy. That's but really yeah, funny. I think that all goes to like lessons that we've learned, you know, things that, you know, find the things that bring you joy, get rid of the negativity, um, clutter, you know, all the things that have to do with spring cleaning, but also just reflecting on the year and um, looking at the stuff that really matters. Oh, yes. Yeah. Just priorities. And yeah, yeah, yep. you're so good at that. I Well, then I'm going to look forward to you telling me when you make the donation. Um, All right. And I'll be holding you accountable to that. <laughs> Thank you. No, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so what do you have in mind for your personal clean out? So I was thinking about personal life and I realized I think that I need to spruce up my conversation skills. Oh, that's a good one. COVID has become a real conversational crutch. Like, I feel like we start every conversation with something to do with COVID. Um, and the world is much more, you know, interesting than that. And yes, I'm not trying to take away from the tragedy. And I'm not even saying that we should never talk about it. Quite the opposite. That would just be living in denial. And that's terrible. But now that we're a year in and we're approaching a post-COVID life, I really want to approach some post-COVID conversations. Mm. Um, Yesterday, I spent almost an hour Zooming with a really old friend of mine who I adore, like one of my really close, close friends. And we spent 
probably two-thirds of the conversation just talking about COVID stuff. Now, of course, right now we're both, you know, we had both gotten our second shots on the same day and we were comparing, you know, symptoms and blah, blah, blah. So, of course, like that's reasonable. But it also made me think about all the things I didn't ask her about her life or didn't ask her about her relationships. I didn't ask her about her sister or her parents. And that's sort of shame on me, right? Like, again, I use the word crutch because it is relevant, timely, important conversation. And I think it's kind of crowded out some other really important conversations. And using the spring metaphor, it's starting to feel a little bit like a conversational weed or like an invasive species. Because you could be with a group of people that you adore and you all start talking COVID stuff. And, you know, before you realize it, your little chance to be together has has ended and you're going right. your separate ways and you didn't have a conversation that maybe was more important. So I want to start slowly over the next couple of weeks and, and particularly months moving away from the long chats that are COVID, meaning we're going to start conversations with probably, you know, vaccine information. And that's actually important. We're going to need to know in a room who's fully vaccinated, who's partially vaccinated, who's not. But then I want to transition into, okay, so what else is going on in the community? What else is going on in your life? What else matters? Because I don't want to get stuck yeah. We, we're experiencing shared trauma and talking about it is important, but moving past it is also important. So For I'm sure. looking forward to making new memories with the people I love now that we can gather again more safely since I'm very fortunate that my inner circle of friends have all been vaccinated now. And so I think part of that is also allowing that vaccination to vaccinate our conversations. Right. Um, I love that. I love that. So in, in, I loved how you said that it feels like it's a weed now and it's, and so, yes, I love how when people, you know, send an email or something or sign off on an email and they're like, you know, stay safe and well, it's, it's lovely. Um, but just like you said, you don't want that to be, you don't want the weeds to take over. Nope. Um, I don't. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and you want to get to the, you want to get to the heart of people again, you know, get back to, you know, the, you know, oh, your kid's going to summer camp or, you know, or your, your, your daughter's going to college, you know, those yeah. conversations are so important. Yeah. I want to hear all about your son's baseball adventures. Yeah. And I what I can say now is I trust that you're being COVID safe. I know you. Right. I know yep. how thoughtful you are. So I don't really need to know. And I mean, again, this is my own. I need to make this change myself. I don't need to ask how a tournament handled COVID. Right. I can assume right. if you were there, it was handled well. Instead, what right. I want to know is, hey, how did his team do at the tournament? <laughs> right. Um, you know, how was the food? Did you work the concession stand? I, I want to get back to learning what really mattered there. And again, we're all, when we're talking to our very close friends, we know how they're handling the situation. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that's, that's a spring cleaning. So I really think that if we both take these four steps in these spruce ups, we are going to be in some pretty good shape over the next month or so. Um, 
emotionally and in our work world. So uh, Sarah, thank you for having this conversation with me. By having this conversation, it forced me to think through these topics. And since I've written it down, you know, I feel like now it's it's important. It's written. It matters. Well, if, it, if it made it to the bujo, it made it's to really the bujo. <laughs> that is for me the equivalent of etching it in stone. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Sarah, in addition to those things that we just talked about, what else are you looking forward to in the next few weeks here in spring in the Finger Lakes? Oh goodness. Well, so it'll be spring break, right, for the for the kids in just a few weeks. Yep. Um, we don't have any any travel plans, but I know some folks do have plans. Um, and it'll be great. Uh, my son's 13th birthday is coming up on April 3rd. So, um, lots of really exciting stuff is, is about to happen. All good. All really, really good. Oh, and yeah, second vaccination is always (laughs) exciting. Yes. I am really looking forward to your second vaccination. (laughs) Just, it feels, you know, it, it feels so good to like talk positively. Um, because it was, you know, we always try to to have a very positive spin on this podcast because there is a lot of good happening. But I feel like it feels different in March 2021, you know, yeah. than it did definitely than it did in March 2020. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, lots of really good things. How about you? What What are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to more outdoor time um, as the weather thaws out, uh, all of a sudden being outside is so, so wonderful. I know that you are good about being outside during the winter. You put on snowshoes, you go down by the river, you take the dogs. And I really do try to get a little bit of outdoor time as well, but I'm not a skier. I'm not a snowboarder. So for me, um, once we get into the real depth of winter, I tend to become a little bit of an indoor indoor cat. So, um, I'm ready. I'm ready for some fresh air. I'm ready for that sunshine to hit my skin and to feel what natural vitamin D, you know, kind of entering your body feels like. And so for me, that means, um, probably hitting the trails as they get a little less muddy Mm -hmm. and looking for the early signs of spring, you know, out in, in nature here. Interestingly, people talk about spring being beautiful and I don't really think it is. I find spring pretty brown and muddy for a while. Oh yeah. But what I like about it is the transition and it happens right in front of your eyes. We have, um, for Cynthia bushes. So that's a, a that's one Ooh. botany term. I know. I know that one. <laughs> and they bloom so quickly. It's as if you could see it in real time if you just looked really hard. Mm-hmm. So as I take my walks, um, I love watching my neighborhood turn from kind of ooky, muddy, mushy brown into vibrant greens and, you know, colors. And that's what I'll be paying attention to. And that's what I'm looking forward to is I have a feeling the next time we talk on this podcast, the brown will be gone. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a really beautiful uh, thing about living in the Finger Lakes region is that we have, there is such stark contrast between one season and the next. And if you take the time to pay attention, you can really, you know, like you said, you can see it happening in real time. Yes. That's, you said it beautifully. So, love it. Well, thank you, Sarah, for the conversation today. And this is it. This is it. The next time we record, we're going to be together. 
Oh my goodness. So yeah, we will spend the next month thinking up what we're going to talk about. Listeners, if you have a great idea what you would like us to talk about when we record together again, please don't hesitate to send us an email. Um, You can always reach us at info at communityfund.org or you can find us on social media, you know, just hit us up on Facebook. If you've got something you'd like us to talk about, just tell us if there's something you'd, you know, we'd love to have you, our listeners, be part of our together again experience. Um, <laughs> and we'll make sure to take some pictures and post those on social media when we're, when we're in the room again uh, and safely there. So thank you so much for listening all the way until the end of this episode. And as always, we really look forward to talking with you again next month in the next episode of the Good Works Podcast. Mm-hmm.